Casey O'Neill, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, good to get you back on the show, first of all. And uh, you've been busy the last few months. What you been doing in Thailand? I know you went back for a visa run for a quick bit, but ever you know, when when did you get to Thailand the first at first? Um, I came for the tryout, so that was in July okay. of okay. last year, and then I was home for like 24 hours, booked my one way ticket back, and I think I came back in September, so the start of September. And I've been here ever since. I've been home for like 10 days and that was it. All right. So, so we, I think we talked at the beginning of that and or right before you went. And um, yeah. how has it been, you know, living in Thailand, training every day, not having to worry about anything except for training? What's, what's life like? It's great. Like um, it was definitely an easy adjustment for me to make, like training here full time and coming home sleeping between sessions and stuff like can't really complain you're sort of living the life that all MMA athletes want to live um Thailand's great obviously outside of training too it's beautiful beaches are great and everything but the training is why I'm here obviously the Hickman brothers are a big part of why I'm here so the training's amazing uh, no complaints about anything really no complaints you know living in a, a another country I, of course Thailand is beautiful and you have the training and that's why you're there but no nothing that like culturally there's no barriers of course a language right a little bit at least yeah so there's a language barrier of course but like uh, all good things come with some struggles I guess so for me it's been easy I don't miss home I don't miss anything so uh, I love it here I think that it sort of turned me into a different person when I moved here um finally getting to live the way that I wanted to live and stuff and not have to worry about all the bullshit back home and everything. So, yeah, I'm happy. I have no complaints about being here. It's great. What do you mean by turning you into a different person? Um, I think that in Australia, obviously, I worked full-time as well as trained full-time. So managing your time is a lot harder. Getting in all of your training is a lot harder, obviously. So... Um, personally, being here, having time to do all the training has changed me not only as a fighter but as a person too. So, uh, having less stress and everything, I think I'm just a lot happier and more carefree. I think. All right. Well, that sounds all good. You know, that's great. That's great that you're in a good spot training and and you are only 22 years old so you're very very young and i just saw that you recently got signed or you signed a management deal with ruby sports and entertainment how did that come together um so danny manages quite a few of the people at tiger so obviously i've seen what he's been able to do for other people and i think that he's a great manager ruby's a great company to be under management wise um we had a few conversations when he was here about like what I plan on doing for my future and stuff like that. Um, obviously, before I was managed by Danny, I was having my dad do my management. Mm. So, um, fa family and career, it's nice to be able to split them. Like, my dad did a lot of great things for me, but now I look forward to having Danny come up with great opportunities for me. I'm really excited for it. So gonna be good hopefully oh definitely um he's done great things for a lot of the fighters you know you've seen what he has done for 
Peter Yan and and a bunch of other the you know Top Noy and a bunch of other guys there. Um, now, like you said, mixing family and business is not so good. You see that happen in the past with like I think Sage and his father and you know a bunch of other fighters. So can can you did you kind of learn from that and kind of when you're thinking forward, thinking in the future, it's like okay, I do need to bring on a manager. Yeah. So. I mean, where I'm at now, like I've only had three professional fights, so I'm still very new to it. But yeah, you definitely see the examples of people who have the mix. And it is hard, obviously, having more than one relationship with someone. So if you're angry at them for one thing, like it brings it into like the family dynamic. And I really wanted to like make my career, my like career and family separate Mm -hmm. and really focus on my career. So Having Danny, who has so much knowledge of like the MMA game, so many links to people that can get me where I want to be, you know. So I think that it was important to split it, and that was my next step for my career. So, what what are some of your goals moving forward? The ones that you want to reveal to me or to anybody that's listening, what are they? Um, I just want to be the best fighter that I can be, and I think that. I'm in the right place. Now I have the right management behind me to help me push and get there. Um, I think that I'm not too far off from realizing most of my goals, which is obviously to be with the UFC. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much my only goal at the moment. I'm like a one-track path to the UFC. So everything and anything that it takes to get there, I'm willing to do. So So basically you want to fight in the promotions that's going to lead you into the UFC, such as an Invicta or even, you know, with even with the promotions that you're fighting with right now, Eternal. But do you see yourself going stateside eventually before even going into the UFC? Yeah, if a stateside opportunity comes up, I would love to jump on that. Obviously, that's a big market as well. So that would open up a lot of doors for me. Um, anything that comes up, though, I'm willing to fight any girl that is willing to fight me, whoever it takes. I'm just going to beat everyone until I get into the UFC. That's the plan. Uh-huh. Your last fight, Eternal MMA 48, there were some complications with that. You know, that was supposed to be your second strawweight title defense. Uh, some weight issues. You know, talk about that. Explain that situation so everybody knows what happened. Yeah, I'm not going to make any excuses. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, things go on behind the scenes, but it's an athlete's professional duty to make weight and I missed that so there is no excuse that can be made for it that was my fault um but I learned from it and it's never going to happen again obviously the fight was the most important thing and I still won the fight so yeah we're like Jordy and I are working closely now even more so than I was before to make sure that nothing like that ever happens again in in that fight you you got a you know dominant unanimous decision win um what did you think of that performance because going in you thought hey i'm gonna get another finish you know that's the mind state every you know champion has but you went you know the distance and how did you feel about that um yeah look mickey was tough like we knew Mm -hmm. that she was going to be really tough she was two and all against some really great competition in japan so i knew that it wasn't going to be an easy fight for sure but i'm always looking to finish fights uh, so I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't finish, but I still won. Obviously, the most important thing is winning. I definitely see where I could have done better, and there was points where I could have finished it. 
but I guess that's the game. You always improve from fight to fight, so I won't be going to any more decisions, that's for sure. Now, your upcoming fight, um, Eternal 51 in Perth, you're moving up to flyweight, like you mentioned earlier. Does that have anything to do with your last fight? Or or do you just want to move up to flyweight just to fight somebody that's going to fight you? Because there's not many girls in Australia that want to fight you. Yeah, so this was a choice based on the fact that there was no one else. So I wanted to be at strawweight. Um, I am a strawweight fighter. Regardless, I have missed one time, but I've never missed before. Um but this was the only choice, so I'm never going to shy away from a fight. And I would rather fight at flyweight than not fight at all. So when Caitlin said she was willing to fight me, I was willing to step up and fight her. Tapology has us as number one and number two in Australia. So I thought beating her just puts me like a little bit further up than beating just some random girl would. So, yeah, I'm excited to show everyone what I can do. Uh, strawweight, flyweight, doesn't matter. I think that I can beat pretty much every girl in Australia and New Zealand at either weight. Has she been someone that you've been watching in the past or is she someone that you just found out about because you saw the rankings? Um, Caitlin's been around for a long time in Australia. She's fought some good girls and she's definitely uh, seen her around on the regional scene at like grappling competitions and stuff like that. So we've both been around for a while and I've heard of her before, obviously. I think she's a great fighter. So, uh, I think that this fight's going to be really, really exciting. I think it'll probably end up being my best fight so far. Yeah, she is the most experienced out of all your previous opponents. And uh, she's also has something in common with you. She has left Australia and went to train abroad. I think she's in at Bali MMA doing her camp. Um, watching her tape. You know, what are your thoughts on the skill set she brings, you know, against your skill set? So there isn't actually that many of her fights that we could have found to watch but uh from what i know of her she's more of a jiu-jitsu girl so she's a purple belt on jiu-jitsu obviously and her last two wins have been by armbar so i know that she's probably going to want to take it to the ground but if you've watched me fight you know that i don't care about being on the ground i'm pretty good there so i think that it'll end up being a striking fight though and i think that you'll see me uh finishing the fight in either the first or the second round on the feet Tiger Muay Thai, you know, since you've been there, where have where do you feel like you've improved the most? Um, I think that everything all around has gotten better being at Tiger, but I would say probably just like my knowledge of the fight, you know, having George and Frank pin, uh, pick at everything that I do, like wrestling-wise has gotten better, my jiu-jitsu has gotten better. And just my knowledge of like how to use my reach and how to fight like the best that I could fight. I think that that's how I've gotten like the the best out of it. Recently, it seems like the the women have the amount of women training there has just exponentially gotten much bigger. Like there's so many girls down there right now. You know, who who do you work with closely that has uh, helped you the most? Um. Hey, all the girls help me so much. So we have a lot of girls that are here full time. And then we have a lot of girls that come and to do either just their camps or just for a training camp. And there's been anywhere from like seven girls to 12 girls on the mats at a time at the moment. So it's crazy. I've never been able to work with so many girls. Um, so I think that 
everyone helps me in a different way. Obviously, I've got Loma, who I work very close with. She's fighting the week before me, so we're both in camp at the same time. So we work pretty closely together. And then I've got Wen and Mel and just everyone helps in different ways. You know, every girl brings a different challenge. And I think that it's going to help by... I've no, I've seen everything at training, you know, no one's going to bring something that I haven't seen. So, yeah, I'm appreciative and thankful for all the girls. Before you used to train with all the guys, now you got all the girls with you. Um, sparring must be mo- very important for your development right now. You know, being able to go in there and go full blast with the girls and, and just uh, just go at it, basically. Yeah, it's great. We have last week, we actually had a different time for sparring for all the girls. Mm-hmm. So we all showed up and got to spar with each other so each round was with a different girl and that was awesome like uh i can't explain how happy it makes me like getting punched in the face by another girl i don't know it's just it's great so like you said being able to go all out um mm. is amazing so yeah saturday conditioning sessions talk about those and how much you like those <laughs> i hate those sessions <laughs> i uh those are brutal so i think that Woody enjoys them because he just sees everyone die. So Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, when it comes to fight time that your conditioning is going to be there no matter what after you've gone through those sessions. So I'm not going to lie. I've cried quite a few of them. You know, they're they're brutal. They push you mentally and you're exhausted. But uh, it's great. The whole team gets around and everyone's yelling at you to go through. So you really feel like, uh, like it's like a fight you know everyone's yelling at you and giving you energy and you just push through so i hate them though i'll never say that i like them they're terrible (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure everybody hates them (laughs) you know moving forward i know you're a straw weight but you're fighting at flyweight is this is that something you can do you know moving forward like okay if if the fight comes at flyweight i'm gonna take that fight if it comes to strawweight i'm gonna take that fight yeah i um i'll just and like I said, I've got one path that I want to go down, and that's to be in the UFC. So whoever I need to beat to get there is who I'm going to beat, you know. So obviously we would like to put together some fights back-to-back so that I've got a bigger record for when they look at me. So um, anybody that steps up, I'm willing to fight. With that said, Eternal does not have a flyweight champion. And I saw Chelsea Hackett say that she would like to probably face the winner of this fight. What do you think of Chelsea Hackett and her claim of wanting the winner for the title? I thought you were going to say something. Hey, I um, I seen that she called me out for sure. Obviously, I seen that. Everyone sent it to me. But uh, listen, I think that she needs to get some more wins before she even thinks, like, you know, about the fight with me. I don't know. Like, obviously... She, We've got similar professional records, but when it comes to MMA, she's not really been in the game as long. And, uh, yeah, but, hey, if that's the fight that gets put on, that's the fight that gets put on. I think that I beat Chelsea. I think that she's very uh, one-dimensional, and I think that she's fought people who have helped her show that one dimension, you know. Of course, the girl has learned a bit of wrestling and learned a bit of jiu-jitsu, but going to the ground with, someone who has jiu-jitsu like me i don't think that that would be a fun night for her all right february 29th eternal ma 51 casey o'neill is back in the cage perth 
Western Australia, Australia. I don't know how that works out, but that works out like that. Thank you so much, Casey, for the time. And uh, good luck on the fight. And good luck on anything and everything that you're doing outside the cage also. Thank you so much.